it's a privilege for me to be here among you this morning. Um, I have been serving at the Unitarian Universalist Urban Ministry for the last 10 years, started as the director of Renewal House, which is our domestic violence shelter, um, and have stuck around long enough that they continue to give me some more things to do to keep busy. Um, thank you all for your support of the UU Urban Ministry and all of the programs that we run in Roxbury out of the First Church. Um, probably you're familiar with them, um, but just in case you're not, um, we have an after-school program for high school young people, for uh, senior high young people, um, every day after school, Monday through Thursday. We also have a peer leader program for the, some of those high school students. We have a weekend enrichment program called Explorers Club for elementary age children. That's once a month, um, the second Saturday of every month. Uh, then we have Renewal House, which is a five-room domestic violence shelter. So we serve five families or individuals at a time. One of the first shelters in the state of Massachusetts that started working with gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender and queer folks specifically with men in our shelter program. Um, most recently, we merged with Bethany Union, which is a program in the Back Bay, working with single women, and we've used that to transition many of our single folks from Renewal House into transitional living, as well as partnering with other domestic violence and homeless programs that work with women across the city. And then lastly, Jericho Road Roxbury, which is a model that was started out of the first parish in Concord and has been placing high-level volunteers from UU congregations into small grassroots organizations right in our neighborhood, mostly in Dudley Square. We'd love to have you come and check us out if you haven't already, and we thank you for the many ways that you've supported us. And also, it's been lovely um, over the years for me to get to know, um, I guess, clergy that are no longer with you here, um, but has been a blessing to know Fred Small and Lilia Cuervo, too, um, Lilia specifically through the work around domestic violence. Um, and uh, just wonderful to know all the amazing work that you all are doing here in Cambridge, specifically with the youth shelter that's happening and the ways that you've supported that. I also bring you greetings from our new executive director and senior minister, Reverend Mary Margaret Earle. She comes to us from a program in Providence, Rhode Island that worked with homeless uh, folks and she's been with us for almost a year now and it's been a really lovely transition for us having her aboard and rooted in the Roxbury community. So I don't know if this was in my bio or not but I'm an ordained American Baptist minister working in a Unitarian Universalist context and there's something incredibly relieving to have <laughs> to have the offering taken up before the sermon and I know in this case <laughs> The offering had nothing to do with the sermon. However, there's something, every time it happens, I'm like, phew, this is great. <laughs> can take a load off. Um, but it's been lovely to find a home in the Unitarian Universalists. Um, I grew up in the South in a very progressive American Baptist uh, congregation. My father is an American Baptist minister, and it's been um, a struggle to find a place where I feel like I can be me and do the kind of ministry that I want to be doing. So thank you for providing um, that space uh, for me and for many 
um, who get to live out their mission and ministry in the world. And also just want to acknowledge um, George Whitehouse, who's here today, who is a, also a UU minister and is on our board at the Urban Ministry. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and courage to step out without any fear. Give us wisdom to know the way to go. God be with us. God be with us. God be with us on this journey of faith. When I read these words from Parker Palmer about two weeks ago, I was struck by how meaningful they were to me now and how they continue to be over the last couple of weeks. For there is a lot to be afraid of whether it's the shooting at the Planned Parenthood clinic in Colorado, whether it's what happened in Paris or in Beirut or Russia, whether it's what's happening in Israel, whether we think of the video of Laquan McDonald that was released this week, and we think about the folks in Minneapolis who were under siege for protesting against racism and its impact on their lives. There is a lot to be afraid of. The question for me is how do we move into a place that Palmer invites us to, a place that is of trust and hope and faith? How do we move into a place of nonviolence that Gandhi speaks of? How do we find our way from our fractured souls within our broken world? How do we learn to reach for one another even though and when our spirits and our souls tremble? For there is a lot to be afraid of. When I got this job at the UU Urban Ministry about 10 years ago now, I was working in a congregation in Beverly, Massachusetts, and when I announced that I was moving to the city to work in Roxbury, many people had a lot of feelings about that. Why would you leave this wonderful community to go there? Do you know how dangerous it is? Do you really want to raise your son in Roxbury? I don't think you know what you're getting into. Even my parents, my father who had gone to Andover Newton Theological School said to me, that's a very dangerous place. Are you sure you want to go there? And being the stubborn youngest child that I am, I was even more sure that that was exactly where God wanted me to go. And mostly, the time in Roxbury has not been filled with fear. Mostly, the ministry that I have come into along with the other folks that have been doing ministry in Roxbury for years and years, 
has been one of trust, one of hope, and one of faith. One that at times we have trembled when we have gone out into the community to talk about domestic violence. One that at times we have trembled when we have welcomed people into our house of worship to talk about the impact of racism on their lives. One at times we have trembled when we have hosted a funeral for yet another young person from our program who has died due to gun, gun violence. And yet, during all of this trembling, during all of this sadness, during all of this grief, we have found one another somehow. We have found one another in the kitchen and renewal house where many of the folks gather to cook and to debrief their day. We have found one another in the living room at Renewal House where the children run free and know somehow deep at the very core of their being that they are in a place that is safe, that they are in a place where they can be children, that they are in a place where they will not have to experience or see violence like they did in their home. We have found trust within our youth program. When we have listened to the young people there and heard what it is that they experience within the Boston Public Schools and found ways to meet with administrators and leaders of their schools to try to figure out how we can not just make change within the system, but build relationships with one another so that when something happens, we have the ability to just pick up the phone and ask why Deshaun was told he couldn't come back to school tomorrow when we know that it's not safe for him to be at home when we can call the administration and ask why <clears throat> Lenisa, who is just learning English, has been told that she should no longer be in that class anymore because she's not ready for where they're going. We have found and built trust and faith within each of the programs in which we exist, and most recently, our staff started realizing something. It was easier for us to build trust and faith with people outside that we wanted to connect with, to support people that were in our programs, being affected by violence and abuse. But it was harder for us to build relationships with one another. About six months ago, I gathered a group of six staff, people of color and white people, to just talk together. What's been your experience working here in Roxbury? What's been your experience working with Unitarian Universalists? What's been your experience of doing social justice ministry 
in a context that is obviously trying to bring together people from very different life experiences to bring about social change. It was fascinating just to listen, just to listen to where all the different people came from, and it took us time. It took us time to build trust and respect across difference, even in the context of our staff. That I found fascinating. For it's not until we figure out the relationships that we have internally that we're able to do much at all with much integrity externally. So after meeting and talking for about three months, we decided that we wanted to put together a series of conversations Conversations that we had been having, but open it up. Welcome other Unitarian Universalist volunteers, other interns, other folks that wanted desperately to have these conversations too. And we divided it up into three different parts. We would talk first about the history of Roxbury, second, we would talk about our programs, and third, we would talk about the context of racism. And as we started planning those, that series, we started realizing that to wait until the third session to talk about racism was like what I experienced as a young child, having an elephant in the room that none of my family were willing to talk about. And it took us a long time. It was like wrestling with one another, trying to figure out what wasn't right about what we were trying to do. We had made this plan. It made a lot of sense. Why was it so hard? And finally, we realized we needed to talk about it from the beginning. We needed to talk about difference and sameness and humanity and building trust and respect within all of that from the very beginning. And it's been fascinating. We're in the middle of this series right now. It's been fascinating to watch folks come to the first session terrified, not really wanting to share who they are or why they're there or why it matters to them but at the same time, desperate for a place to have a conversation about the mess that we continue to find ourselves in in this country. People from Winchester and Wellesley, people from Lexington and from Duxbury saying, I want places to talk about racism. I want places to intersect my life with other folks' lives that aren't like mine. The first night when we gathered, we watched a video together. You may be familiar with Debbie Irving. She's a woman that wrote Waking Up White and sort of is making the UU circuit these days, although she's not UU, but writes about her experience of sort of a reawakening um, when she's older and taking classes um, at Wheelock College, a reawakening and around race and racism specifically connected to her family's privilege around the GI Bill and recognizing that her family as a white family had access to something that specifically African-American families did not. And she had believed all along that it was just because they were good people. 
She had no idea that it was a system that she had walked into. So we watched this video and immediately afterwards, so many of us in the room had so many negative things to say about how stupid she was, how she couldn't understand this, how she didn't know this information. And it was fascinating to see how we ourselves as white folks just wanna distance ourselves from one another. What would it look like if we just tried to reach for one another? Reach for one another's ignorance and humility. Reach for one another's brilliance. Reach for one another's heart. This, I believe, this, I believe, is at the heart of what we're trying to do in Roxbury at the UU Urban Ministry. Not just build relationships for people in need, but also to recognize the neediness that we have. The ways that we have been hurt and broken. The ways that not having information has impacted the way we see our world and the way we see one another and the way we see ourselves. It's a risk, though. It's a risk for us to acknowledge where we fail. It's a risk for us to acknowledge where we want closeness, where we want community. But the payoff is amazing. It's worth the risk that you all take, that we take every day to find ourselves and to build connection and community with others. I was thinking about this in planning the sermon because today there's a lovely march that's happening, I think right now, outside these doors, a climate justice march. And more and more, it's become apparent to me that as we think about our relationships, we also have to think about our relationship to the land. What has happened on the land that has been destructive? What has happened in different houses of worship, in different places across Cambridge, across Boston? What has happened on the land that has caused confusion, that has caused fear, that has caused brokenness, that has caused us to be separate from one another? In our neighborhood in Roxbury, we see it as gentrification. Our whole neighborhood, when I started working there 12 years ago, was mostly people of color, was mostly low-income folks, and mostly there were apartments that were affordable. Now it's completely different. The folks that come and walk their dogs around our property are not those folks anymore. They have been pushed out. Again, we have found ourselves separated. And yet, people from UU congregations, one of the biggest comments that happens when people come to our 
um, organization or our congregation for, for an event is, where are all the black people? It's a good question. It's a good question, and at the same time, we have created this. Not that we ourselves have pushed people out, but the system that we're living in that continually pushes people away makes it harder and harder for anyone who's different, whether it's by race or gender or class or sexual orientation, to want to come in. About three weeks ago, we had an event with Debbie Irving and Shea Stewart Boulay from Community Change. It was just a conversation between a white woman and an African-American Latina woman about what it's like to have a relationship with one another across difference. It was sometimes hard to listen to the conversation, and yet they modeled for us what it takes to stay in there to stay present, that when there's hard conversations, when there's hurt feelings, it's okay for us to acknowledge it, and that actually, in fact, if we can stay together, our relationship can grow stronger. One of the people that has taught me this in a big way is one of our former residents in the shelter. She lived in the shelter probably about eight years ago. Her name is Rose. I asked if I could use her name. She said yes. She came to this country fleeing the genocide in Rwanda with her daughter. She moved in with a man who said that he would give her a safe place to live, which ultimately turned into a very violent and abusive situation, and she found her way to Renewal House. This woman had experienced seeing many of her family members killed, experiencing violence in her relationship in Rwanda, as well as the one here, having to move from her homeland to a place that was completely foreign to her. To her. It's been fascinating to watch Rose and her daughter over the years. Rose is a strong woman, and yet when she came into our shelter, she barely could make eye contact. She knew very little English, and she often even sort of hunched over as though she was waiting to be hurt again. Rose taught me something. One day, Rose and I were driving down to Kingston to a UU church where she was going to speak about her experience of living at Renewal House. We had a lovely talk on the way down, and then afterwards we were driving back, and I realized that I didn't know much about what she had come from. And I was in one of those places where I just kind of hated our country, and I just felt like, why would anybody ever want to be here? And I asked her, do you think that this is better than where you were before? She looked at me. She said, you have no idea, do you? You have no idea what I came from. And I realized that because of my own privilege, my own angst and criticism of here, 
that I had somehow blocked out the misery and the violence and the pain of where she had fled from. She said, of course I miss my family, but the land there has been completely damaged and I can never go back. We as a staff at Renewal House have countless stories of women like Rose and men who have also been in our shelter, who have come from such devastation and moved their lives forward because they were able to break out of the isolation that had kept a tight hold on them. They were able to, as Palmer says, move towards others from a place of promise instead of anxiety. Rose, in my mind, was able to overcome so much anxiety and fear to graduate from college, to get a license in nursing, to have her first interview and get a job at a hospital here in Boston, and most recently, to become a U.S. citizen. And she finally got into housing. Fascinating to me that that's the last on the list of what was possible for Rose. She is a fighter. She is someone who will not give up ever. And Rose is not just leading herself. She is leading me and countless others who have gotten to know her and her life story she now leads groups occasionally in the shelter to talk about immigration, to talk about her experience of violence and abuse, and more importantly, to listen. To listen to the stories of the people in the shelter and to acknowledge them, and to also be a representation of what can come next. So my friends, it's time for us. It's past time for us. Time for us to acknowledge the sacredness of the ground on which we stand. To acknowledge the people that have prepared this path for us. To build relationships with others who are like us and others who may not look like us, and yet their humanity is the same. And as we do this, it will not always be easy, but in doing so, we will make and find peace. Peace for ourselves, peace in our land, peace in and through all of our relationships. The invitation is open to you now to come and join us on this journey at the UU Urban Ministry and to continue on this journey that you all are so committed to here in Harvard Square. 
Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and courage to step out without any fear. Give us wisdom to know the way to go. God be with us. God be with us. God be with us on this journey of faith.